The Wildcats started off hot Saturday afternoon, putting up 21 unanswered points against Utah in the first quarter alone. That cushion, mixed with great defense, propelled the Wildcats to a 42-18 win over the two-time reigning Pac-12 champions. On the first drive of the play, Tedero McMillan connected with Michael Wiley in the end zone to open up the floodgates for the Wildcats. And just minutes later, Anthony Ward would block a punt and return it for a TD. By the end of the game, three more Wildcats would find their way into the end zone. The defense matched this energy the entire game, too, as well, with Trayden Stooks and Jacob Manu both recording interceptions, Dalton Johnson having a career-high 11 tackles, and Taylor Upshaw recording his eighth sack of the season. On this episode of the Wildcat Rundown, we have our QB1 in the studio, Noah Fafita. It's about time that we have Noah Fafita on the Wildcat Rundown, and today is the day. Noah, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. You're the first guest that I've had that has their own podcast, so I'd be lying to say I don't feel a little pressure <laughs> right now. <laughs> for those who don't know, Noah is a co-host of Island Time in the Desert with Tedero McMillan, and you guys are what, on season three now? On season three, uh, we've been slacking for <laughs> for this year at least, so we're trying to try to be more consistent, but... Uh, just filmed episode two of season three. Nice. How can people watch it? Uh, we're so we have this new platform that my dad's kind of creating, um, and we'll kind of put that on our socials. We don't know the name yet, just yet. I think it's uh, Gen Athlete. So okay. that's kind of the platform where all of our um, content, all of our stuff will be. So as of right now, that's where it's expected to be. But like I said, we'll put it on social media so so people can watch. Okay, we'll stay tuned. And yeah, this is a podcast about you guys and being college athletes, living the student athlete lifestyle. And you guys interview your friends, your teammates, other athletes. So if you could have an interview with anyone, I mean anyone, like unlimited options, who would you want on your podcast? Oh, um, we reviewed the question. This question wasn't on there. <laughs> I just nah, but I think... <laughs> I think one person that people, a lot of people were asking about was Gronk, being a U of A alum, and then uh, he brings a lot of energy. So our, our, our podcast is supposed to be um, kind of laid back and um, high energy, so I think Gronk fits that, fits that formula perfectly. He would fit with you and T-Mac. And, yeah, definitely, yeah. and he's a U of A alum, uh, probably the biggest alum out there right now, so that would definitely be someone that we want. Mm-hmm. And you and T-Mac, everyone knows, you guys go way back. Yeah. You met playing youth football. What was your first impression of T-Mac? Uh, I mean, I, believe it or not, when he first came to the Buckeyes, so that was my dad's team, so we were kind of, I was kind of already there, and he was just bringing new people every single day, so when he first came, he was super quiet, um, and I, I know that's weird to hear now, considering how goofy he is, but he was super quiet, super reserved, but um, you could tell that he was special from the first from the first practice he had. Um, he didn't play receiver until he got to us, so he was a little rusty there, but you could tell the athleticism and the way he carried himself. What did he play before? He was a quarterback before, believe it or not. So he always says that uh, I'm the one that made him a receiver. But, uh, yeah, so that's funny. Were you always a quarterback? I've always been a quarterback since I was five. So that's kind of been my story. When did you know that football was going to be your sport? So I grew up in a football family. I had three uncles who were in Division One football when I was born. Um, so I kind of was born into a football family. And actually, my dad made my mom sleep with a football when she was pregnant with me. So football was kind of always in my DNA. But I would say when I was 12, we won my first championship. And then that's kind of when I started taking it even more serious than I did. And 
uh, I think I started realizing that I could live out the dream I had uh, as a child. Dang, I've always heard of people sleeping with a football. Or I played soccer, so they were like, sleep with a soccer ball. There was yeah. all that talk, but I've never heard of a mom doing that. <laughs> yeah, my dad That's was so like, funny. there's pictures and everything, but my dad made my mom sleep with a football when she was pregnant, so. You were destined for this. I guess so. <laughs> um, so Orange County Buckeyes, your dad coached. What is the best piece of advice that he's given you? It could be related to football or not, but something that's stuck with you to this day. Yeah, he's given me a lot. Uh, so that's kind of been my biggest idol. Um, everything that I do is kind of impre- to impress him. So I think out of all the advice he's always given me, I think the one that always stuck with me was take the road less taken. And that applies not just to football, but to life. Um, being able to do things that other people aren't willing to do. Um, they always say 1% of the population makes it, or 1% of football players make it to the NFL. So don't do the things that 99% of the people are doing, whether that's going out, whether that's um, staying up late, things like that. So uh, I always pride on myself, especially in football, but also in life, to just do things that the other 99% aren't doing and um, trusting that God will take me to where um, he's destined me to be. So that's kind of what my dad raised me as. That's what my dad preached to me, and that's kind of how I live. I like that. Can you give us a little glimpse, not giving away any of your secrets, but what are some of those things that you do that are extra that set yourself apart? Uh, I, I like I pride myself in being overprepared. So I try to watch as much film, more film than anybody else in the building. Uh, so that's kind of how I've always been, whether I was playing or not. So um, that's kind of how my dad des- uh, raised me to be. Um, we always said that the things I got to make up for because of my size is being more prepared and being the smartest on the field. So that's just what I've taken pride in um, my entire life, especially once I got to college. So mm-hmm. that's probably the road I take. Yeah, I love that advice. Because my dad, he he was my coach growing up a lot of times too. And he always told me that because yeah. I always loved school. I was a little nerdy. <laughs> and he was like, you wouldn't go into a test unprepared. Like yeah. you would feel so unconfident if you hadn't studied all week. So it's the same for sports. You gotta, yeah, gotta do the preparation to have that confidence yes, when it yeah. time comes time to perform. What does preparation look like for you? Could you walk us through a Sunday till game day of what film you're watching, what that looks like transitioning from reviewing the past game to looking ahead to the next one? So Sundays I usually get in before our lift and before our meetings to watch our previous game. So I'll watch our game one time by myself, then we'll watch it as a team and as an offense with Coach Jimmy or Coach Fish. And then I'll probably watch it one more time Sunday night or Monday. And then usually on Mondays when I transition to the next game, uh, whether it was a good game or a bad game, I put the last game behind me and I move on. Uh, Monday is just kind of a base, um, just watch a couple games. We don't really have our numbers yet, so I kind of just watch the games just to get a feel for it. Tuesdays we go into base downs, so first down and 10, second and eight, things like that. Try to get a feel for their defense. Uh, Wednesdays we get into third downs, and then Thursdays we get into red zone. So that's kind of my, that's the that's the formula that Coach Fish has. That's his routine, so I kind of um, live by that right now. And then Fridays I watch a few full games and just try to get a feel for um, how the game flows, what they like to do uh, in certain situations. So that's kind of how I go by go by my thing, and then things come up where you got to kind of switch it around. But that's the formula I try to follow. Mm-hmm. I remember earlier in the season, Coach Fish said he was trying to give you guys some periods to be creative and come up with your own plays. Is that yeah. still going on? Is Did that resonate or trickle into like the trick plays we've seen this season? I, I'm going to give all the credit to trick plays to him. That's all his stuff. Uh, we'll, we'll come up with little things that we like to do and, and tell him um, on the side. But he's, he's, he gets the last say. We always make fun of him because he gets 51% of the votes. <laughs> so no matter what everybody else says, he's the, he's the final say. But... Um, I think he saw T-Mac throwing the ball around a little bit uh, after practice, and 
uh, gave him confidence to call that play against Utah. And he got to be a quarterback like he, he was before <laughs> he met you. He yeah, a quarterback for, <laughs> for a little time in his life, so he got to throw one on the big stage. All right, so in the off season, when you're not here, you're here a lot, but you yeah. have a little bit more free time. Where can we find you if you're not in the football facility? I think you can find me with all all the all all of my boys. Whether we were we're at the rec playing basketball, uh, don't tell Coach Fish. Don't tell Coach Fish. I like to spend a lot of time on a golf course. Uh, I love golfing, so golfing with T Mac, with It and Dalton. I've been golfing with them a lot. Cole Tannenbaum. So um, just just competing in other in other areas, getting away from the facility a, a little bit, and uh, even if it's just to go eat or or to jam, things like that. Just being with the boys. Um, Collaborating with them, hanging out with them in a different in a different light. When did you start playing golf? I, I, my dad kind of put me in golf lessons when I was young, but I was never really into it until I got to high school. I'd say then I started playing with my dad, and that was kind of a knowing that you're going to college, knowing you're going away from your family. That was our our time we got to spend together, where we were away from our socializing. We're just with each other. So I'd say in high school I started to fall in love with it. Did you ever play soccer? When I was three, <laughs> I played when I was like three or four. That was that was my first sport, but I'm not a soccer guy. So when you came here and part of the scheme is a quick kick and <laughs> you've had to punt twice so far this season, were you nervous? Had you ever punted the football before? I've never punted in a game. Uh, I think I think they put that, that play in for Jaden because Jaden can actually punt. Uh, and then I think when I kind of started playing, they just – I think I got lucky versus Oregon State. That was a lucky kick. I was shocked that they called it. So – I think, I think that one, even though it was lucky, it gave me confidence in. Uh, but that definitely wasn't part of my um, what God gave me. A, a, that's not a gift God gave me, but um, I'm trying to get better at it, I guess. Hey, no, I saw it was like 49 yards and 41 yards so yeah. far. So those are nothing to be ashamed of. <laughs> uh, on the topic of learning about the playbook, I know that you mentioned when I talked to you this past spring that that was a big adjustment for you in college. Of it, it is for so many guys of just the quantity, but also Arizona has a pretty difficult, dense playbook. What advice would you have for freshmen coming in, and especially in a quarterback position, seeing, oh my gosh, I have all of this stuff to learn? I would just say you gotta, you do gotta do extra work for sure. You gotta stay after meetings, after um, practice, and things like that to be able to study it, but. Uh, what works for me is is live reps. So being able to go out and do walkthroughs with different guys, um, be able to imagine it in your head. And then I'm a visual person, so taking a lot of notes and then drawing it over and over again, that's what helped me really. But um, I graduated early, so I was able to do spring ball my freshman year. And as much as I thought I knew the playbook, uh, the the reps is what kind of teaches it to you. So you can spend as much time as you want in the classroom, but getting on the field that's where that's where you learn the most and then this season you got on the field at Stanford Jaden went down you never want to see that but your next man up what's going through your head at that moment yeah it was there's a lot of mixed emotions in that in that aspect because me and Jaden got on campus at the same time so considering that and then considering we're both Polynesian we both come from uh, rich family values it's we've built a great relationship since we've been here so he got hurt right in front of me so like there was a lot of concern, a lot of fear um, in that aspect, and then it goes from that to all of a sudden people are saying that you're in, you got to get ready like that. So uh, a lot of mixed emotions, um, from fear to excitement, and at that point, all the preparation you've been doing, that's that's what you do it for to play. So um, just kind of trying to being able to bounce back and being able to go in the game and put your team in the best position to succeed. And all season long, week after week, I swear the phrase that's always used to describe you is no flinch. 
you play so calm, so patient. Do you have anything that centers yourself or calms yourself down during the game that you do? Just kind of leaning on my family and what they taught me. My dad, like I said, has been, uh, been an idol for me. And then my grandfather, uh, he's one of my heroes as well. But he gave me a Bible verse uh, that I kind of live by and I have it written on my arm. Isaiah 41.10 says, Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, I will help you, and I will uphold you with my victorious right hand. So just being able to play with no fear, being able to just know that uh, God's power is in me, and just knowing that my worth is more than a game. And that kind of just helps me to, to relax. That helps me to just play the game and uh, live out my dream. But knowing that my worth is, isn't defined by one game, isn't defined by my play, that definitely helps me. So I would say my family and my faith. I love that. Yeah. I, in college, when I started my relationship with the Lord, I would start praying yeah. during my games. No. And it sounds yeah. a little crazy, but it was like talking to myself, talking to him, like, okay, one play at a time, yeah. get through that. It helps okay. a lot, though. Yeah. I could keep asking you questions, but so many of your friends and so many fans have questions for you. So we'll jump into those now. The first one comes from CEO, and he asked, how many handshakes do you have with <laughs> Nala, which is T-Mac for people who don't know that nickname? Yeah, me. <laughs> so me and Nala, I do... We were trying to count the other day because uh, I actually saw that question. So I would say, I think we have four. Um, we had our one that we've always done after touchdowns since eighth grade. Um, we have our Elua Lua handshake, which is kind of the one we do it with all the poly boys. And then we just made a new one uh, that we do before games. We just made that up in mm-hmm. fall camp. So uh, I would say we have four right now. Um, I might be missing some, but we do have a lot. <laughs> And then Ethan asked, have you been thinking about a signature celebration? So you just said you have one with T-Mac, but is there anything that you would do by yourself or regardless of who you're throwing a touchdown to? Yeah, I think if I threw a touchdown to people, we have we have our handshakes with other people. But I think regardless of if, if I score or not, the first thing I always got to do is give glory and praise to my, to my Lord and Savior. And then uh, we, I've always thrown the T up. For because I'm Tongan and because my family's from Tonga, so I throw the T up, and I think you've seen that uh, with Talano Hufanga and and guys like that. So I haven't had a rushing touchdown yet, but if I do, that's my signature celebration. Uh, Jonah is wondering how did you come up with the nickname Colo? Jonah, Big Jonah. Big Jonah, yeah, Jonah Savanea. I don't know why these guys are asking questions like they don't know the answers. Uh, so that's kind of we all have our nicknames. Um, a lot of the Pali boys, and it's kind of just where our family's from in the islands. So my, my grandfather's from Kolomotu Atonga. So we just took kind of the first four letters and made it Kolo. And then like Nalo's from Waimanalo. So we call him Nalo, so things like that. Devin is asking, who does your game day braids? <laughs> uh, so I got a lot of people that do my braids. And it's just kind of week to week who's available. Uh, it started with my mom. Uh, we braided it for the mock game. And I just kind of liked it, not having my hair all out. So I've never had long hair, so it's kind of a, an adjustment. But... Um, it's either my mom, my Auntie Jen, which is uh, Jacob Manu's mom, uh, my cousin, uh, Vi, she, she's braided my hair. And then last week, uh, Devin Nets, she, she did my hair. So she did a good job, got a lot of compliments. Uh, but I think everybody that does my hair, done my hair is a good, done a good job, and I'm grateful for it. Do you always do the same number of braids, or do you switch it up every game? I started with two, and then on our bye week, my cousin tried four just to just to do it and then I kind of liked it more so I've done four the past couple of games um and I don't know what I'm gonna do this week yet so we'll see okay we'll have to we'll have to watch you pregame to see what you went yeah. with shout out Dev though she she did my braids she did a good job so it's the softball braids we're always you know girls yeah. are always braiding there's always one girl on the team who can braid she, she does said. she said she does all of this so I was nervous when I walked over there but she did a good job Lance is asking why do you throw without fingers on the laces 
<laughs> that's uh, just kind of something I started started doing when I was young. I think when I was 11, people always ask me how old I was. I think when I was 11, and it was just practicing getting the ball, getting the ball out as fast as possible, um, not always being able to get your hand to the laces. And then I don't know when it really switched, but I think for a while now I've been throwing without laces, and that's just kind of how I'm comfortable throwing the ball, I guess. Claire is asking, what's one thing that you enjoy or love doing that you didn't expect about college life? I think, I think because I'm alone now and I'm not with my family as much, I get out more than, than I normally do, whether that's golfing or going out to play basketball or going out to eat. I think my whole high school career, my childhood, I spent a lot of time at my grandparents' house, and I love it. That's what I do when I go back home. Uh, every time I go back home, I, every time I get a chance to go home, I go home just to go chill at my grandparents' house. But I think since I've been over here with my friends, just being able to um, try new things, being able to go out and, and do things I don't, I don't do at home. Anthony asked, why do you wear number 11? So I'm really, I've always worn number one. That's always been my favorite number. And number one is kind of a number you got to earn here. So when I got here, they just gave me 11 because it's two ones. And then I kind of just stuck with it the last two years. So I, I, that wasn't my first choice. But um, seeing all the 11 jerseys in the stands is making me kind of want to think about keeping it. So we'll see what happens. Kurt asked, who really pushed you back in your early stages or years of playing football? It would have to be my dad and my grandfather and then my, my uncles, uh, my Uncle Kelly and then my Uncle Venny. They played uh, Division One football when I was born, and then they ended up going to the league. So just aspiring to be like them, um, to make them proud, make my dad proud. That's, that's kind of just my family. The next question comes from Kelly, and they asked, what is your favorite Polynesian or Filipino dish? So that's actually my Uncle Kel who, who played for the Ravens. So, yeah, that's one of my idols. In. But my favorite dish, my favorite Filipino dish, um, we call it bangus. So that's uh, fried milkfish. My, that's something that my grandma's been giving me for since I've been in high school. So that's probably my favorite one for them. And then my favorite Tongan dish is probably lupulu. So it's just corned beef wrapped and with uh, coconut milk wrapped in taro leaves. So probably that with uh, sweet potato. That's probably my favorite dish. Will you be eating any of that for Thanksgiving this week? I think so. So I, my, I got a lot of Tongan family out here right now that I'm going to spend Thanksgiving with. So a lot of Tongan food this week. Nice. And you said last game, how many people did you have coming for you? I remember it was a crazy number. Last week, <laughs> yeah, I've been blessed. So got a lot of family, a lot of support. But I think last week I had... All in all, I think I had to get 40 tickets, but all in all, I think I probably had like 50 or 55 people here. That's amazing. That's so fun. No, it was great. Uh, The next question is, what has been your favorite moment from the season so far? My favorite moment from the season? I think beating Oregon State when the first field rushing, beating Oregon State, we were unranked. They were top 10. Being able to beat them at home in front of our crowd and then having the Zona Zoo rush the field for the first time, that's probably, that was a, that was a core memory for me. Yeah, that energy was just indescribable. Every night. field every field rush is fun, but that one especially, that was kind of the first big field rush since I've been here, other than the Territorial Cup last year. So that was a, that was a cool moment. Rickson asked, who is your favorite superhero? <laughs> my boy Rickson. My favorite superhero, I grew up a Captain America fan. Mm-hmm. And I think as I got older, I saw that he didn't really have any superpowers. So <laughs> uh, I, I would have to lean towards Spider-Man and kind of watching those new movies. He's, he's, a, he's a cool hero. And then the last one comes from Eric, and he asked, what's the last TV show that you binge-watched? The last TV show I binge-watched. I watched 
all american in the arrow i'm a big arrow mm-hmm. fan so that's kind of the one i go back to and watch a few times so that's probably my favorite show right now well, thank you so much for being on the Wildcat Rundown this week, Noah. We really enjoyed getting to know who you are off of the field and all of the work and stuff that goes into how you play on Saturday. So thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it.